uh, excuse me to verse 14 كورنثوس الاولى اصحاح واحد اصحاح 16 عدد واحد uh, الى العدد 14 go ahead sister Renee, please slinging arrows and darts at him let him be uh, among you without fear uh, at uh, ease he works the work uh, of uh, the lord as i also do and it is for that reason that uh, he should be shown appropriate uh, uh, respect let no man therefore despise him uh, remember that uh, malachi talks about people uh, despising the lord's uh, work malachi uh, chapter 1 the ones who honor me i will honor the ones who despise me the prophet said to uh, the high priest eli uh, the lord jesus told his disciples take heed that no one despise one of these uh, little uh, ones so uh, let no man therefore uh, despise him but conduct him forth uh, uh, in peace that he may come unto me I'm sending him to you I am wanting him to be among you for a certain time and I want his ministry there to be uh, effective to be fruitful to be glorifying to God and a blessing to uh, God's children and then he's supposed to come back so you're not supposed to uh, grab a hold of him and uh, uh, and uh, keep him there for uh, too long. I look for his uh, return. I look for his uh, return. We know about Timothy from other passages. We know that Paul the Apostle uh, sent him uh, various places as he sent others. And so uh, he had in mind other tasks and other responsibilities for Timothy, not that he would go there and remain there without end. Uh, uh, remain there uh, without end. Go and address a certain need, take care of a certain situation, and be, be responsive to him. And I hope that uh, you will benefit from his presence and that he will be able uh, to come back uh, uh, soon. I look for him uh, with the uh, uh, brethren. Uh, with the uh, brethren. Uh, now, uh, with the brethren, this is a phrase that uh, uh, that could be understood in one of two ways. Uh, the first way, I and other believers here in Ephesus. I and other believers here in Ephesus look for the return of uh, Timothy. Look for the return of Timothy. Uh, what other brethren here in Ephesus? Well, he mentions Apollos immediately uh, thereafter. Uh, and then in verse uh, 19, he says, uh, The churches of Asia greet you, Aquila and Priscilla uh, greet you as well. And then in verse 20, all the brethren. So it's not just me, there are others here who are hoping, looking forward to, anticipating the return of Timothy. I and the brethren, the believers here in Ephesus, we look for his return. This is one possible meaning. The language could be understood a second way. And that uh, is the following. Timothy is not traveling alone. Timothy is traveling with others. 
there are other believers with him, and we look for his return, and he will be returning, and some brethren accompanying him. Uh, accompanying uh, him. Remember that Erastus uh, uh, may have been traveling with uh, Timothy to Corinth. Acts chapter 19 and verse 22 uh, says that uh, Paul sent Timothy and Erastus into Macedonia. Now, uh, comparing one passage with another with another, it seems likely that they were going to go on from Macedonia into the southern part of Greece, that is, into Achaia, that is, to uh, uh, Corinth. And there might have been others. And there might have been uh, others. I look for Timothy with the brethren, with those who are accompanying him, and who will return when he uh, returns. Um, travel was less safe in those days than it is in our days. And therefore, there was a greater need than in our time for someone to travel and to be accompanied with someone, for people not to travel alone for people not to uh, travel uh, alone. All sorts of things uh, uh, could happen, which of course can happen in our day and time, but perhaps slightly less so. Remember, of course, the parable of the Good Samaritan. A certain man went from Jerusalem down to Jericho, fell among uh, thieves. There were thieves on the land, there were thieves, that is, pirates uh, at sea, and... Uh, uh, in spite of the fact that uh, the Romans kept peace and order in a general way, uh, all sorts of possibilities existed for bad things to happen on an individual level, certainly. So, either I and the believers here in Ephesus are looking for him to come back, or I am looking for him to come back with those who are accompanying him, Erastus, uh, possibly uh, others. As touching our brother Apollos. Now, what do we know about uh, Apollos? Uh, most, most of what we know uh, about Apollos is mentioned in Acts chapter 18 and verses 24 through 28. So let's read those five verses. Acts 18 and verse 24. A certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Now, knowing only doesn't mean that he only knew about John's message, because it says he was uh, mighty in the scriptures. So he knew the Old Testament, knowing only up to the message of uh, John, uh, knowing, it seems, little or nothing, likely nothing, about the Lord Jesus and his coming. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom, when Achilla and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, remember Achaia is the southern part of Greece, and Corinth is located there in Achaia, in the southern part of Greece. When he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote 
exhorting the disciples to receive him, who when he was come to Achaia, and although it doesn't say Corinth, it's quite possibly Corinth, that is at least part of the picture, when he was come, helped them much who had believed through grace, for he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was uh, was uh, Christ. And it came to pass, chapter 19 of Acts and verse 1, that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper borders, came to Ephesus. Came to uh, Ephesus. Uh, where is uh, Apollos mentioned in 1 Corinthians? Uh, he's mentioned a few times uh, at the beginning. Uh, he is mentioned as someone who had a following. Now, most, most, most likely a following that he did not want to have, and neither did Peter or Paul. Uh, this business of division and factionalism and our great hero is, insert the name that you prefer, First uh, Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 12. Now this I say that every one of you says, I am of Paul or I of Apollos, or I of Cephas, or I of uh, Christ. In chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, and verses 4 through 6, For while one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers? By whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man, I planted, Apollos has watered, Apollos is watered, but God gives the increase. At the end of chapter 3, that is 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 22, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians and verse 6, These things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes so that you might learn not to think of men above what is written, so that no one of you be puffed up for one against uh, another. All right. Keep in mind, I say it again, it wasn't Paul who was puffed up against Apollos or Apollos against Paul. It was the Corinthians who were thinking in uh, this uh, manner. Uh, in this uh, manner. Apollos had, most likely, Acts chapter 18, end of the chapter, spent time in Corinth, and he had a ministry there, which was a blessing to uh, many. Remember that he was an eloquent man. One of the things that the Greeks had a respect and a regard for was eloquence, uh, good uh, speaking, good public uh, speaking. as touching our brother uh, Apollos, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse uh, 12. As touching, this phrase could indicate that the Corinthians had asked about Apollos, and where is Apollos, and might he come uh, for a visit. Remember that they had written to Paul, uh, go back to Uh, chapter uh, 7 and verse 1. Now concerning the things about which you wrote unto me. And that 
phrase in a briefer way is repeated here and there in 1 Corinthians as touching could indicate that he was res- responding to a question on their part about uh, Apollos. Uh, about uh, uh, Apollos. Not sure. Maybe they had asked. That's likely. Maybe not. Uh, that's uh, possible. One way or the other, he wants them to know that he is not at all restricting Apollos. He is not at all stopping Apollos from visiting them, as if he wants to pump up the enthusiasm among the Paul fans and doesn't want Apollos uh, to go, lest uh, the supporters of Apollos grow uh, in number or in uh, devotion uh, to, uh, to him. Uh, Paul is not thinking, uh, if I let Apollos go, then they'll like him more, and they will like me uh, less. Uh, I greatly desired. I very much wanted I urged Apollos to come and uh, visit you. And notice the use of the word uh, brother. Uh, It should not be uh, something that is considered a light uh, term. Uh, Rather, it is a term of uh, endearment, uh, endearment, which he uses in this uh, chapter in several uh, uh, places. Uh, in several uh, places. I desired uh, our brother Apollos to come to you with the brethren. With the brethren. Remember what we were just saying about people not usually traveling on their own? Okay, go on your own. Maybe some evil will default him on the way. Nobody will be with him. No, I desired him to come unto you with the uh, brethren. Uh, With uh, the uh, brethren. Um, uh, but his will was not at, uh, uh, at all to come at this time. Now here there is a little uh, uh, point in the translation. Uh, actually the word will is not mentioned uh, with his. Uh, it is a better rendering to say something like the will, which could be one of two things. He could be saying it is the will of Apollos, or if he's saying the will, Paul could be saying it's not the will of God at this uh, time. uh, uh, At uh, this time. Um, So that could be understood uh, one way or uh, uh, or the other. Perhaps more likely it is not the will of Apollos, because you get that impression as you read the uh, last part of the verse, which is that he will come when he has a convenient uh, time. Uh, Now, why is it uh, that Apollos did not want to come uh, to Corinth, did not want to visit the Corinthians at, uh, uh, at this time? We don't know. It's not stated, and so there is no explicit reason given. Some people say maybe Apollos was upset over this business of 
I am of Paul and I am of Peter and I am of Apollos. In fact, I think shortly he would have been upset. Maybe he was so upset and felt that the best way to deal with it was not to go. Uh, was not to go. Uh, uh, the letter that is being sent by Paul tells them that this business is wrong and sinful and needs to stop. And maybe Apollos thought something like they need to get into the right mindset regarding such things. Uh, and I think it's better for me not to go in the hope that they'll understand things better and then I can go without causing problems by some people raising my banner in a way that is not right, that is not uh, uh, legitimate. Maybe he wanted to avoid leaving a bad impression with regard to people outside Corinth, because others knew that there were factions. And if he went, somebody in Ephesus might say, oh, he's going to do what? To ratchet up the devotion of his faction. And even if he had no intention of so doing, and I think it's very hard for me to think that he would have wanted to do that. He might have been afraid. Some people might think wrongly that he was going for that uh, reason. Uh, for that uh, reason. There are other possibilities. Uh, remember that Apollos came to Ephesus. Now, why did he come to Ephesus? We read in Acts chapter 18... And we're not told why he came to Ephesus. Now you can say the Lord was leading him and Aquila and Priscilla were there and he heard the message and came to know about the Lord Jesus. Of course, the Lord has a purpose. But on his part, humanly speaking, why did he come to Ephesus? He must have come to Ephesus for a reason. Maybe he had some business there. Maybe he had some friends. Maybe he had some family relations there. Whatever drew him to Ephesus to begin with might have kept him there to a certain extent, if he had work there, if he had friends there, if he had family there, if he had some connection, some uh, business uh, in Ephesus, then he might have said, well, you know, I want to stay here. I think this is better. Uh, this is uh, better. Another possibility that uh, some people mention 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. Uh, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. What was happening in Ephesus? Uh, an important ministry was taking place. An important opportunity. A wide open door for effective service. And maybe it was the judgment of Apollos as he thought of things that right now it is a better place for me to be, it is a better place for me to serve here in Ephesus, because there are special opportunities, particular opportunities uh, that uh, I can uh, take advantage of, ways in which I can be uh, uh, helpful. So, We've pretty much seen everything that uh, is said about Apollos. There is one other reference to him, and that is in the letter of Titus, Titus chapter 3 uh, and verse 13, says, Bring Zenos, the lawyer, 
and Apollos on their journey diligently that nothing be wanting unto them. That nothing be uh, wanting uh, uh, unto them. Uh, so, Apollos was someone who was serving uh, the Lord. Uh, Apollos was someone who served at various points and times with uh, Paul the Apostle, alongside Paul the Apostle, or sometimes in the absence of Paul, when he came to Ephesus, Paul happened not to be there. When he went to Corinth, end of Acts chapter 18, Paul happened not to be there. And uh, Apollos uh, was at that point, it seems, in Ephesus. Paul wanted him to go to Corinth, but his mind, his will was not to go at that uh, time. Another thing that is important about this verse, there are people who think that apostles had great authority, that they ruled with absolute power, that if someone like Paul said, jump, everybody else was supposed to say, how high? How high? Uh, there are some people who maintain that the word of an apostle was law. All authority in the hands of an apostle, a king in the church, ruling and reigning. Not in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not according to the Bible, according to uh, God's uh, word. Apollos did not say, I, uh, sorry, Paul did not say, I told Apollos to go, he refused, he is a disobedient rebel, unless he humbles himself, unless he repents in dust and ashes, I will soon cast him out of the church. I want him to go, I urged him to go, uh, but he doesn't want to go now, so he will go whenever he sees fit, whenever he uh, sees uh, uh, fit. And note that this is a matter that involves ministry. Now, it's not a matter of, of doctrine. It's not a matter of Paul was teaching something and Paul was teaching something else. Uh, but it is related to ministry. It's not that Paul is saying to Apollos over here, I want you to wear a blue tie, and Apollos is saying, no, I like red. <laughs> All right? Paul is speaking of something related to the ministry go to uh, Corinth, they could benefit from your presence there, you'll have a ministry there, they need help. No, I don't want to go at this time. I think it's better to go another time. Apollos had freedom to act in such uh, things. Uh, in such things. And he was not to be held uh, uh, blameworthy, as if he was rebelling against the absolute authority of an apostle uh, in the uh, uh, in the church, let's think of these verses from verse five to verse twelve as verses that tell us about the ministry of Paul, and perhaps as we as we uh, think of that ministry, some of the things that we see would apply to any ministry in our day and in uh, our time. 
think actually even of the first few uh, verses that have to do with the collection uh, that will go to the poor believers in Jerusalem who need help. And then Paul says, I'm going to come to you through uh, Macedonia. Uh, through uh, Macedonia in uh, in verse uh, uh, 5. So what we see is a certain amount of looking towards the future, a certain amount of planning, anticipation, a certain amount of, I want to go on to do this and to do that. Now it's true that plans can change. And it's very, very true that the Lord must uh, lead. Do you remember when Elijah was depressed, what shall we say, (laughs) Uh, when he was afraid, when he ran away? And what did he say to the Lord? He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, for, uh, for, uh, for the Lord. Uh, And I've done this and I've done that. And the people, they have cast down the altars and killed the prophets. I've done this, I've done that, the people have done this, the people have done that. One of the things that the Lord told him, it's not the only thing, but one of the things that the Lord told him was, I want you to go back, I want you to anoint Hazael to be king over Syria, I want you to anoint Jehu to be king over Israel, I want you to uh, anoint, and, and, and the Lord didn't say it, but maybe we could add, and train uh, Elisha to be a, a, a prophet. In other words, one of the things that the Lord told him was, you keep saying that you've done, and you've done, and you've done, but there are still things to do. There are things that I want you uh, to do. Uh, Acts chapter 9 and verse 15 Uh, The Lord told uh, Ananias, now you need to go to Saul of Tarsus because he's an instrument. I have plans for him. I am going to use him. He is going to bear my name, before Gentiles, kings, and the children of uh, Israel. Now Paul himself, in Philippians chapter 3, said what? Uh, He said, uh, beginning with verse 12 of Philippians chapter 3, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, and reaching forth to the things that are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, here I am in Ephesus, and I'm going to stay here, he says, until Pentecost. And there's a great door, and effectual. And so there's an opportunity here. And I have an idea that I will benefit from this opportunity for a certain time. And then I have an idea that I will come to you first passing through uh, uh, Macedonia. Uh, Macedonia, and if you read other verses from other places, you'll see that at this same time he had the idea of going to Jerusalem, of course, to take the collection. All right, he said uh, in this uh, uh, chapter, he said, I might go, might not go, it worked out that he went. 
And then around this same time, he was, he was thinking to himself, I want to go to Rome. And after that, I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Spain. Spain is mentioned twice in Romans chapter 15, verses 24 and 28. I'll come to you, and I trust that you'll bring me on the way uh, uh, that you will send me, so to speak, uh, to Spain. All right? He also says in Romans 15, and when I take my journey to Spain, I will come unto you. So, so he, says, he says it two different ways. I'll come to you, then go on to Spain, or I'm going to Spain, and on the way I'll stop. Uh, so these are things that, that uh, were part of his ministry. Now we might say that he had a special uh, uh, ministry, and he needed to sing of uh, such things, because he was going different places, and I'm not going different uh, places in uh, the same uh, way. William Carey, when he was a cobbler uh, in England, it is said that in his little place where he did his work fixing shoes, uh, repairing shoes, he put up a map of the world. And while he was working on repairing shoes, on repairing shoes, he would pray and weep regarding the message of the gospel reaching other uh, places, uh, reaching other places. And if that's not our ministry directly, then we can help those who have that ministry in various ways, including praying for them, and setting aside the idea of going to say that I'm going to serve now, what am I going to do tomorrow? Do I have some idea of how I'm going to serve, what I would like to do, what things might be a part of uh, my ministry? And of course, every believer has a, a, a ministry. Now at the same time, he says, it may be that I will abide and it might winter with you and you'll bring me on the uh, journey. Uh, and he says at the end of verse 7, uh, as God uh, permits. So thinking, I'm going to do this and I'm going to uh, do that uh, of uh, different things. At the same time, there is a leadership from uh, the Lord and so uh, all such plans that people make cannot be written in stone, as if uh, I have the greatest wisdom and I'm going to uh, determine everything uh, that happens. Uh, Acts chapter 16, uh, the Bible tells us, beginning with verse 6, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Later on, on his third missionary journey, uh, he spent a good time in Asia, in the city of Ephesus. But at this point, the Spirit led them elsewhere. When they were come to Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, that is northern Turkey, the part that uh, uh, that uh, ha that is uh, uh, that is on the Black Sea. Uh, but the Spirit allowed them not, and they, passing by Mycenae, came down to Troas. 
And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia beseeching him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision immediately, we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto, uh, unto them. Uh, uh, unto them. Uh, thinking of what to do next and how to serve uh, next. But at the same time, acknowledging that the Lord leads and directs uh, in uh, all things. Also, he says, I will not see you briefly, verse 7. I want to stay with you uh, a certain length of time. I will not see you, by the way. I trust to tarry a while. Uh, I want to stay with you a length of, uh, of time. Um, there is this matter, and it shows up in other places. It shows up, let's say, when you teach a course, it shows up in a lot of places, I think, of what? Of breadth and depth. Of breadth and uh, depth. Certainly, Paul wanted the message to go, and he took it himself and others uh, with him uh, in that day and time. They went everywhere Preaching the word, the Bible uh, says. Uh, but at the same time, he wanted believers to be built up, to be edified, to be strong. He wanted the work to have a depth to it, uh, not for it to be uh, very superficial. Not for it to be very uh, uh, superficial. So I want to come uh, to you, and I want to stay with you for some uh, length, for some length of, uh, uh, of time. Uh, a great door and effectual is opened unto me. Uh, the fact that uh, there are enemies, that there are, uh, that there are uh, adversaries, the fact that there are people who do not want the believer to serve, do not want the believer to follow the Lord, live for him, be a good witness. Uh, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And beginning with verse 8, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Part of living for the Lord, serving him, part of a ministry, and every believer has a ministry. There's a great door, and there are adversaries. There are adversaries. Uh, notice also the fact that Paul had, had a team spirit. Uh, had a, a team spirit. Timothy is uh, going to come. Uh, of course, I am an apostle. I've seen the Lord. <laughs> Timothy is my lowly assistant. <laughs> uh, Timothy uh, is a poor substitute, but I can't be everywhere at the same time. Uh, no. He works the work of the Lord as I do. As I do. How many people did Paul the Apostle work with. Here's a list of names. Barnabas, 
John Mark, Silas, Timothy, Luke, Aquila, Priscilla, Titus, Apollos, Onesimus, Jesus who is called Justice, Colossians chapter 4, Crescens, mentioned only in 2 Timothy 4, Jason, Tertius, Sosthenes, Zenus, Demas, Erastus, Onesiphorus, Epaphroditus, uh, Epiphras, Artemis, uh, turn to uh, Acts chapter 20, uh, and more names. Uh, Acts chapter 20 and verse 4, there accompanied him into Asia, Sopatar of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and Timothy, and of Asia, Tychicus, and Trophimus. And if you turn to Romans chapter 16, you have over 20 people named in Romans chapter 16, to whom he sends greetings. Now, he doesn't say this of each and every one of them, but he does say it a number of times that they serve, that they are my fellow worker, that they are my fellow uh, uh, worker. And so, and of course, in this chapter, there's Timothy, there's Apollos, there's Stephanus, there is, uh, um, uh, uh, and his house, uh, then Fortunatus, then Achaicus, then uh, uh, Achilla and uh, Priscilla. Paul did not have this lone wolf syndrome where uh, he wanted uh, to do everything on his own and only uh, on his uh, own. Uh, and only on its own. And finally, what we mentioned uh, uh, earlier, which is uh, that he wasn't trying to be a dictator. I told Apollos to go, but he has a different opinion. And so he's not going to go now. And uh, he will go when he has a convenient time. He will go when he deems it suitable, when he deems it uh, uh, appropriate. Uh, uh, appropriate. And uh, so one of the things that is involved is a respect for others uh, who are, uh, who are uh, serving. And this brings us to verses 13 and 14, where Rapid fire, <laughs> five quick and brief commands. Five quick and brief uh, commands. Watch, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men. Uh, literally, be manly. Now, this could be understood as uh, be brave. It could also... Uh, be understood as be mature as opposed to being childish. Uh, be strong. That's the fourth one. And the last one in verse 13. And then in verse 14, let all things be done, in, uh, be done with love. And so uh, these are some of his closing uh, the commands, in some ways they remind us of various things that were said earlier in the letter. 
So you can go from each one of these uh, back to oh, chapter 4 and verse 7, remember what he said uh, there, and, and this has a link to it or a connection to it. Uh, a, a lot of these five things are like that, at least to, uh, to some uh, extent. Watch, be alert, be vigilant, stand fast in the faith, uh, be brave uh, uh, and mature, be strong, and all things need to be done with love. So we'll look at these commands next time, Lord willing. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your servant Paul. We thank you for his ministry. Thank you for the Corinthian uh, believers. We thank you as well for Timothy and for Apollos and for others who served with Paul, Achilla, Priscilla mentioned uh, in this uh, chapter, Stephanus, Fortunatus, Achaicus uh, of the Corinthians, and uh, the faith which they had, the love for the Lord, and the respect that they had for Paul as a servant of the Lord. We thank you for this church and this ministry, the ministry also in Ephesus, of which we uh, have read where Paul was as he wrote to the people, the believers of, uh, of Corinth. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, help us to know that you want us, each and every one, to be serving you. We remember the parable of the two sons where the father said to each one, my son, Go work today. Go work today in my vineyard. And so we pray, Lord, that you'd help us, each one of us, and also helping and encouraging one another, because iron sharpens iron, that you'd help us, each and every one of us, and together to serve you from the heart to glorify you, to do your bidding, to follow your footsteps, to obey your commands, to go wherever you want us to go, to say, do, live, and be what you want, what you desire, to know what is your will, experiencing it in our lives that it is good and perfect and acceptable. Guide us to serve you with greater devotion, with greater wisdom, greater faithfulness to you. Help us to know that whether we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, that we should do all to the glory of God. And so whether in that day or in our day or in days to come, whether in Ephesus or in Corinth or wherever we may be, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to follow in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who came not to be served, but to serve, to lay down his life, a ransom for many, to do the will of his Father who sent him while it was yet.
day. In Jesus' name we pray and for his glory. Amen.